1: Today we have on the show B.J. Hunt. He's the business operator, part owner of the Walnut River Brewing Company here uh, in El Dorado, Kansas. It's a great entrepreneurial success story that started in 2010 when B.J. uh, met Rick Gehring, the other owner, the beer guy behind Walnut River Brewing, and any successful entrepreneurial adventure When you look at it, it has this kind of, um, it's kind of like the entrepreneurial operating system where they have the visionary and the integrator relationship. And, uh, this seems like the perfect match to me. BJ seems like the perfect operator. He's got a little bit of visionary in him as well. He's got entrepreneurship in his blood for sure, but he's the operator. He's the integrator piece of this partnership. Uh, And you can tell uh, he's been uh, successful in everything that he does. He enjoys the challenges and the skills to conduct business. He loves dealing with the regulatory agencies. He's skilled at it, overseeing the brewing industry. He brings extensive marketing, customer relations experience to the mix, and a lot of sales know-how. And Rick, um, who's not on the show, but his partner, is the brewmaster, right? He's the science guy behind the brew and, and always had a vision of having this unique brewery in the kansas area in el dorado where the river the water is unique up there so it's a it's a it's a fun story and i really enjoyed sitting down with with bj um you've heard me say many times on this show and i've learned to come to learn over the last six and a half years doing this show that talent doesn't drive success too often when we look at businesses when we look at ourselves as individuals we put so much emphasis on the product thinking if the product's good uh, everything will fall into place same thing with our as individuals, if we think we're talented in some aspect, we're going to be successful. And you've heard me say many times on this show that the talent part is a given. You've got to be good at something. And BJ completely understands that. And Walnut River Brewing gets that in their uh, in their business. The product has to be good. That's the given. That's the baseline. And because that is the baseline and what they strive for every day, then they can focus uh, on the other aspects of the business and in leadership that makes the business and thems- themselves as individuals sustainable in the long haul. BJ understands what it means to play the long game and you'll get that from this conversation. That is my takeaway from talking with him. He is one of those guys, uh, that's very modest and humble. He's, he has a humble, teachable spirit, uh, but he also has this intensity about him, uh, that he wants to, uh, we've talked about this All the time the show, he wants to make the campsite better than he found it. And in every aspect of his life, from his family uh, to his friends and to the business and to the community as a whole. I really enjoy talking with him. I look forward to staying in touch with him over the years. And I really think you're going to enjoy talking and listening to BJ Hunt. Okay, this show is brought to you by my friends at Equity Bank. It's a special entrepreneurial series. Equity Bank, their team, they knows what it takes to start and grow a business. It's been fun and exciting watching Equity Bank here in Wichita grow into one of the fastest growing banks in the Midwest. They're now listed on the NASDAQ exchange. They have locations all across Kansas, including Oklahoma, Missouri, and Arkansas. And clearly this team at Equity Bank knows how to lead for growth. It's been a privilege having them sponsor this series. And so if it feels like your current bank is more of a follower than a leader, and you want to work with a bank that really understands your needs, They encourage you to check out Equity Bank. Go to equitybank.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. Let's join our conversation with B.J. Hunt, the part owner of the Walnut River Brewing Company, here on this special series brought to you by Equity Bank. Well, B.J., welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hey, this is going to be a first. I'm sitting in front of me. We've got a six-pack of Irish Red Warbeard (laughs) beer. I am thirsty, by the way, so why don't we open it up and kind of start this interview off right? Absolutely. Here we go. Oh yeah! Oh, it's foaming over even. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, sir. This is the first, a first time I've ever drank alcohol on my podcast. So, man, thanks. most of our meetings are run with alcohol. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, you know, it's fun. I'm excited to talk to you. I've been a fan of your beers here locally in town. I'm a fan of, of the restaurant Poor House ICT. Yeah. Um So I'm always excited to learn how this process happened. Um, Wichita native, you told me, for for the most part, right? Yeah. Born and raised here?
0: Yeah. uh, Born in Denver, but been here since I was two. Basically, Wichita is home. I don't call anywhere else home.
1: Yeah. You said that your dad, uh, when he came back here, he started a business. So is that why you feel like you have the entrepreneurship bug? It was something learned from behavior that you saw?
0: Grew up watching it. Yeah. Uh, Watched it every day and saw, you know, really how hard my folks worked. Um, He was involved in a couple of different Businesses over time. And he came back to start a, a trash business with my grandpa and my uncle, of all things. And uh, that was actually one of my first jobs. I worked for cans of Hawaiian punch. Man, that was a great motivator <laughs> yeah, when you're eight. kid. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so, but really learned a lot of lessons on how to run a business, how to treat people. Right. And that's really, you know, you, you boil it down, that's really what it comes to.
1: Yeah, it strikes me as, you, you, when looking at you and talking to you, you know, prior to the recording, you strike me as someone who's, I don't know if it's consciously or unconsciously, but you're really vested in culture. Does that make sense? Absolutely.
0: Um, Talk to me about that. So when you have, I mean, and culture, business, be it at, at home or uh, any anything personally, it is one of those things that it's just a driver in what you do, what you say, what you believe, right? And it's the basis, I guess, is what I should say. And and ultimately, when we get onto it, it's those foundations that we know we have to build, right, to have everything else work, you know, work well.
1: I mean, the product is a given, right? I mean, I'm looking at this as a product. <laughs> I mean, you got to have a good product but to absolutely. me, but absolutely, it's I see entrepreneurs i see businesses they're so invested in the product and don't get me wrong when i say this but the quality of the product is a given right i mean without it you don't have anything
0: correct it should be there are unfortunately you know sometimes where the quality is not there and uh you know if if we ever have that it doesn't leave the brewery of course um but the quality yeah if you don't have quality you shouldn't be in business right and so to sustain it i guess that's my point for a sustainable business mm-hmm. you've got to be
1: focused on the culture and i guess what what Absolutely. type of business are you wanting walnut brewing company to be what do you want it, what do you want it to stand for i guess
0: man um equality for one mm-hmm. uh across the board people are people uh we don't care race we don't care Religion, we don't care. I have my own beliefs, but those are not necessarily your beliefs. Right. And I'm okay with that. That's right. that's okay. We can agree to disagree on things within our company. Yeah. And so we want that equality across the board. Uh, we want people to feel free to put their input uh, into their manager without any fear.
1: Right. So. Well, you said something that really resonated with me without any fear. And I know even... You know, because I know uh, a personal friend of mine who's an investor in your business, and, and right. he's told me a little bit about your culture and your business. It seems like it's a great place to work, in that all you want, all you really care about. If I could sum up the culture, you want people to have a good time, and Absolutely. you want people to enjoy this beer because life is short. You said that earlier prior to the recording. Life yeah. is short. Drink, you know, drink, find something you yeah, like and drink
0: it. That's right. You know, and, and everybody wants to, oh, I want to drink the, I have to like IPAs so I'm manly enough. Or, <laughs> right. You know, and, and I get it. But don't. Just drink what you like. If you find through progression of doing that, that you do like a triple IPA, great. If you find that you really like Kolsch, drink Kolsch. That's okay, too. Uh, there's Uh There's no right or wrong answer. Right.
1: So how did it start? How did, why, and (laughs) why beer? Like, how did, let's go back. Let's
0: like, how did we say, you know
1: what? Wichita, Eldorado area needs a brewery and (laughs) and we're going to do it. Why,
0: why'd that happen? Well, I don't know if we have enough beers for that story. So (laughs) we'll, we'll shorten it as much as possible. But, um, boy, let's, let's roll the clock back. We'll be six years old this July. Well, well, this is July. Yeah. So, um, roll back six years is when we opened and, 2013, we opened in the back of a flea market in El Dorado, and it was pretty crazy. Prior to that, another couple years, uh, I was introduced to Rick through Jeremy Johnson of Johnson's Garden Center. Now he and I went went to grad school together at Friends, and you know I told him I said I I really I love the family business, but you know we're kind of going different directions. Want to do my own thing. I'm great at drinking beer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to start a brewery in Delano, of all things. Now, we didn't end up terribly far from that Mm -hmm. with the poorhouse. But Jeremy says, you know, you need to talk to my friend Rick. He's out in El Dorado. I said, all right, I'll go talk to him. I bet his beer sucks, but I'll talk to him. Everybody's got a friend that makes
1: beer. And Rick's Rick's been making beer. He knows oh, how to make beer. Man. He's doing it right.
0: He's yeah, been got brewing for 25 years. Okay. He's been to brewing school, got and it. he's a beer judge. He knows his stuff. Okay. And so I went out and had a beer with Rick in what's now the Canning Line area because mm-hmm. he was living at the brewery at uh at the time and. You know, I, I said well, this doesn't suck. He's like, um, thanks. I was like, no, really. I kind of, I kind of expected it to not be great. I was, this is really good beer, Rick. And uh, was he surprised, or did he goes, yeah, I know? Or, or? he, uh, a, a little bit, but he's like, you know, he was appreciative. Yeah. And uh, he's always been very gracious, and and uh, so he started talking. He says, I want to do a restaurant. I said, Psh, I'm out. I don't want to own a restaurant. Well, you see where that went. That, uh, obviously right. I lost that argument <laughs> right. eventually. Um, we ended up with an investor or two. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, so Travis is our, our third partner and he's actually a microbiologist and he is a smart old boy. Um, handles all the packaging, you know, the QA, QC. We have a full lab upstairs. Um, and in general, it's just, you know, Rick and Travis and I get together on, new beers on business practices on just ultimately how we need to run the company so okay we got a brewmaster 20 20 plus years of experience we've uh-huh. got a microbiologist
1: what do you bring to the table
0: business operations and yeah that's all actually it says on my card and and uh so just talking to people and you know you get them excited about beer and yeah. you do get the the curveball of uh, there's a staff member that's not doing what they need to be doing and we'll take care of those two un- unfortunately but by and large i mean it's uh I'm kind of the cheerleader, so just not a, a, a great looking cheerleader, you know? Yeah. So, how long from that initial meeting with Rick
1: and taking that first sip of his beer, how long until uh, Walnut is open?
0: Well, so the company was Heartland Brewing. And uh, I I signed on with Rick. It was about a year and a half later because I tried to help him find investors because I didn't want to invest in something that was going to be a restaurant. I knew the numbers on restaurants. I knew I didn't know how to run a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I was like, nope, not interested. But we did finally decide that running a small brewery and proving the concept to ourselves, to the bank, and most importantly to our wives, then if we could do those, then maybe we had something to work with. Right. So we did. We took a, you know, a small loan. Bought a small brew system, which coincidentally is the brew system we have at the poorhouse now. Is it? Yeah, yeah. The original brew system. So about a year and a half, um, I joined in, and it was Heartland Brewing Company, LLC. I said, Rick, did you did you check to make sure this name isn't taken? He's like, no. I said, hold on. So 0. 0.4 seconds later on Google, <laughs> um, we find that there's a Heartland Brewery in Manhattan, New York. Oh, I said, well, um, our attorney says we're probably not going to be able to keep that name. Um, I'll give him a call. And he's like, the guy in New York said, yeah, um, well, why are you called Heartland? I said, because we're in Kansas. And he goes, oh, yeah, I appreciate you calling. No, you can't use a name. Said, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we changed our name Yeah, and took a while to figure it out, but Walnut River is the river that fills up El Dorado Lake oh,
1: cool. okay. and that's
0: where we get our water in fact our water is um, the reason we're in El Dorado at all they have some of the best water quality around I did not know that yeah that's so interesting it's uh, the municipal water supply and they do a great job of treating it as well but it has the right pH uh, the right salts the right everything that we need we just run it through a carbon filter and we're off to the races in Wichita, we have to do an RO system and add everything back in. So that's you can make great beer here. Right. But it just yeah. takes a bit longer, that's all. That's interesting. I, didn't, yeah. I did not know that. So these beers that you get in cans are not made in Wichita because we have to keep them the same every single time. They're always made in El Dorado. Cool. Yeah. We do some fun test batches here, though.
1: So, you know, when you think about starting a microbrewery or a brewery, um, and making your own beer you know and you're looking through the 2000s and it's like everybody in their brother seems to be wanting to start a brewery right <laughs> Right. what did the investors say what makes you unique I mean and how did you how did you uh, stand out
0: through the noise I guess right? sure um, and even I, t- today we even see that and battle that to some degree right you know ultimately we make drinkable beers and we say that Kind of jokingly, but, you know, it's not – we do make a sour occasionally or, you know, something different. But that's not ultimately who we are. We make a traditional easy-drinking Kolsch or an Irish Red or a porter. Now our porter has a twist on it. It has uh, coffee in it, you know, and so it's kind of a fun one. But – so different things like that. But we don't get crazy with it, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So stick to what we know.
1: Yeah. Well, I just, I love the idea. I mean, and it, what about the investors? I mean, did you have, was it difficult
0: <laughs> to find investors or was there um, a lot of people? Like? They kind of fell into place. Really? It was strange. Um, we had one investor that, um, so Travis's dad was a pastor in Hayes and his girlfriend, this this investor's girlfriend, went to that church and, he ended up talking to this person at a, at a function in Hayes and said, we're starting a brewery in Wichita. Great. I own part of a brewery in Atlanta, Georgia already. Let's talk. And over a bowl of hummus, uh, we made a deal over at the Bella Luna that used to be on Central. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, one thing I find fascinating ha- having all these conversations is is when the meeting of the minds or these things kind of fall into place – I'm a firm believer that if you suspend the belief on how it's going to get done, and you just know it's going to get done, does that make sense? It it's does. almost like you're living in a world of um, faith, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's to me, I think it's a constant battle of the ego saying, "Oh, you're going to fail at this," and then listening to your heart, or you, there's something inside of you that knows that this is going to work. Does is that resonating with you? What I'm saying? Does it, that make it and, does? And like when. And you still go forward, even though the ego is telling you you're going to fail, but you still go forward. The universe has to move. I'm kind of getting metaphysical here, but the universe has to move and things start to fall into place. I see that time and time again, both in my personal life and so many people that I've interviewed. What do you think about when I say that?
0: We know it could be done because other people are doing it. That's right. We just didn't always know. The trail to get to the finish line, and to be clear, we are nowhere near the finish line. Sure, <laughs> sure. No, and I get you. Even when you think you're there, it's it's, it's, right. it's down the it's, road. It's always it's um, ever changing, right? Absolutely. You,
1: you never you never arrive and plant the flag.
0: Right? But you know, there and there are you know, different um, seasons that we go through, and the I would like to say we're out of the startup season, but I mean, to some degree, I think we're always in a bit of a startup just because of the, the way that we think and the way that we do things. That way it really keeps it fresh. But, you know, when we um, look to see how other people have done it, we try to take note of what has worked and what hasn't worked and try to forge our path based upon that. Yeah. And uh, why recreate the wheel if you have data at your fingertips? Right. So,
1: So what is it you're trying to – I mean, I guess – what was the dream six years ago? Has it changed, and what is it now? Yeah,
0: so it's totally changed. Uh, we looked at, I don't know if you're familiar with, like, Tallgrass Brewing. Yeah. Uh, biggest brewery in the state. Unfortunately, they're no, no longer with us um, and really like those guys a lot. But uh, I'm sure there's more data that we don't have, but it looked like they were spread pretty thin in a market that, just Evermore went to local, 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 and they spread out. And it just was a, one of those things I don't think anybody knew, but that was the reason we did the poorhouse. We looked at that expansion for production and said, wait, things are changing. Mm-hmm. We had a big brew system on order. We said, hmm, how are we going to do this? We're going to make a lot of beer, but now it all has to be sold fairly close. Right. So how do we do that? And the restaurant was the answer, and that's that's why i quote unquote lost I didn't lose yeah I, but you we you sh- we gained a lot from it, yeah, um, but it I had to stop and think, well, what are my hang ups for having a restaurant and I was not the first person on board with that uh idea, but Rick had the numbers, and he knows I'll listen to that, so he's he's my brewery wife, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> and uh so we started looking. We, I think we looked at every doggone building in Wichita. And I'm sure there's some realtors that don't ever want to talk to us again because <laughs> we just, <laughs> we looked at everything yeah. and we finally found this, this place down by the, mm-hmm. the old Union station and just everything clicked. So, so.
1: the idea of like, okay, it, it, it was more of a distribution play that made you change your mind and, and oh, I can see how a restaurant could, could benefit us. Right. Yeah. Because I could see, I could see it, right? Yeah, everybody wants to start a restaurant, and Ooh. margins are so thin, and it's tough. Most yeah. of them fail, and for all that reason, and
0: when you're your own beer supplier, the margins are better. Exactly,
1: right? And so. that's when it makes it look more
0: palatable. That makes sense to Absolutely. me. Absolutely, that's interesting. Yeah. So we have to go through, and we have a great distributor in town. House of Schwann does a, a phenomenal job for us. Yeah. Um, or I don't remember how many points of of sale we have, but it's. Everything from Walmarts and Dillon's and Quick Trips to uh, medium, small liquor stores to, I mean, just really obscure places that you don't think you'd find Warbeard, you're going to find Warbeard in, you know, places like the Elbow Room. You know, you're like, what? Why is this here? They sold a lot of Warbeard. Yeah.
1: Hey, we're about halfway through the conversation, but I wanted to take the time to talk about my good friends, the sponsor here of this special series at Equity Bank. Have you ever noticed that most business bankers seem to really understand just one thing? It's banking, right? And not a lot about business. It makes sense since most banks were built generations ago, and now they're often run by caretakers, not business builders. Well, it's not the case here at Equity Bank. The bankers at Equity Bank didn't inherit a bank generations ago. They built one of their own. They know that building something takes expertise, vision, and hard work. And over the past decade, they've built one of the region's fastest growing banks by working side-by-side with customers, with entrepreneurs, with leaders in communities, all throughout Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. Recently, Equity Bank was listed on the NASDAQ Exchange, which gives them even greater capabilities to take on those big deals that growing businesses need to keep on growing. So if you're tired of talking to bankers who've never really ran or owned or built a business, And I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised when you talk to my friends at Equity Bank. Thanks for listening to this show. Let's get back to the conversation, this unique and special series on leadership and entrepreneurship brought to you by my friends at Equity Bank. So, the, so dream, a, the dream shifting from what? What was the dream? Six years ago, where oh, is it now?
0: Expansion and, of course, world domination. No, <laughs> Right. Not <really>. right. Um, <laughs> expansion into several states. We are in two states. We're in Kansas and Missouri. Right. So you can get a war beard as far as St. Louis, uh, though we are not nearly deep there as we are here. So Yeah. So it's just
1: trying to expand into more and more states and see how far you can take it, right. right? And yeah. just try to do it, you know, do
0: it smart. Do it smartly. Right? Yep. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Let's so. talk about a little bit mindset again. You talked about the seasons and you know, every entrepreneur, every leader goes through seasons. I think yeah. the experienced ones, you know, there's always the ups and the downs. And I mentioned before, I think one of the, a mark, anytime I see somebody says, I plant the flag and I've arrived, I, I step, I step away from that guy <laughs> because he's going to fall really <laughs> soon, <laughs> right? Tell me some about some of the dark scenes, some of the things that you didn't expect in these oh. last six years that, that really tested you and said, hey, you know what? My back's up against the wall here. I'm in the mud. i got to get out of the mud. And how did you do it? Man,
0: I didn't, didn't expect to take blood pressure medicine. <laughs> 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 um, I tell you, the, the one thing I guess I wasn't used to or ready for was cash flow. Cash flow, yeah. Yeah. And it was just, I tell you, I'd go to bed sweating. I'm like, I know we have this much out and we have this much to pay, but I, this is, we're not going to pay it yeah. on time. And it may be a day or two late, but it was the principle of it is we always did what we said we were going to do. So for us to even pay something a day late just really killed me. Yeah. And uh, come to find out, there's unfortunately a lot of businesses do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, But I think if you talk to them and say, hey, this is the circumstance, and they're usually pretty understanding. Not always, but – and so for for me personally, it was cash flow. That was the toughest thing to just get used to, even now. uh, I still lose sleep sometimes. It's a big
1: crawl on me too. I mean, you
0: you personally,
1: right? You know, in in your house and you see things and you know you got this here and – and even running my uh, consulting business same thing it's like it drives it's like I know I got this much coming in, I got this much coming out right it, it can it can drive you crazy oh, that's right, right. Yeah. absolutely, but you do got and i th- I love what you said about hey uh, I think it goes a long way if you just be authentic with your suppliers, with your vendors, oh yeah, with your customers, sure, and say, hey, this is what's going, this is what's happening yep, and I be up front,
0: be it up front right yep, yeah, that's what and that's another big thing with us is. We don't have room for people that just aren't real. Yeah, because um, that's I I can't deal with fake. Yeah, it just oh, it kills me.
1: You know this term authenticity. I talk about it a lot on this show, but in terms of even business, I see the successful businesses. You see um, the companies and the advertising and the, the shift and even you know how we consume media. You know, oh, yeah. I was watching something the other day and. Um, I think it's Gary Vaynerchuk. You ever heard of him, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, You ever heard of him? No, no, no. But he he asked this audience and he said, "How many people here consume their um, television watching through Netflix, Hulu?" Oh, yeah. And ninety five percent of the room stood up. The other five percent, and he was basically what he was saying was he was was taking a step now, Pay attention to advertisers. This is what it is. And so his whole point of that message was the only way that companies are going to survive these days are the ones that are just authentic and real. Like this, this level of authenticity, right? And uh, I'm a firm believer in that, right? And I see a shift in businesses and entrepreneurs, uh, successful all across the board if they're embracing authenticity. Right. I guess that's kind of weird to say because does that mean we weren't authentic in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s? And I think there's, to a large extent there's a there was a lot of – and there still is. I mean we're all kind of – if most of us are wrapped up in our ego and we're not really – we're playing roles, right? You know, sure. And, but you do seem like a guy that's authentic. You,
0: you seem yeah. to – you want
1: to you know, know who, who you are I guess is what
0: I'm saying. Yeah, right? and that's – and there are times, you know, and we've all done it. There are times we – Want to make sure that you're in your buddy's hot car and you're driving by <laughs> with the windows down really slow. I mean, we've all done that. I had the Lamborghini poster in my room as a kid. Right, me too. And, uh, yeah. And to date, I don't have that Lamborghini and I'm okay with that. Um, you know, but going back to, you know, how, how we change as a person a bit. Um, <laughs> I lost a $20 bet at our 10 year high school reunion because Well, frankly, I was a little cocky, and I said, I'm going to pull up in a Lamborghini. Yeah. (laughs) And I did not. A few years later, I did buy a sports car on eBay, and I don't recommend doing that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right. uh, But it was one that i had always wanted, and it was a ton of fun to drive, and I've gotten rid of it now, and we have a brewery instead, but, uh, you know, you go through those things and check that off your list, and... Move on. So. Yeah, I think I think it's
1: as you get older. I think when you're, yeah, you're at that age and you identify your role as like, and even getting into entrepreneurship. I see a lot of entrepreneurs doing it. I want to be the entrepreneur. And you self-identify as the entrepreneur as you get older. And what I'm hearing you say, it's like you don't associate yourself with that role, right? right? You just be authentically you, and you try to add value to whatever you're trying to do. You're trying to add value to the world, right? Right. And you found your niche, your passion,
0: your expertise, the right people, and you're adding value. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, you know, adding to as we change. Yeah. You know, there are things that, I don't know, if you have kids. Yeah, I do. um, So you'll understand when I say one of my worst fears is, Being a bad dad. Right. You know, uh, if you would have asked me 20 years ago, one of my worst fears was snakes. I'm like, not interested. (laughs) I still am not a fan, Mm -hmm. but being a bad dad would be probably my worst fear. And so that drives you to change and to be better, and and it's always in the back of your mind. And, and I mean, I don't think I'm a bad dad. I'm sure there have been times. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My kids will tell you differently, right? (laughs) When he grounded me for this.
1: So what do you... If you could play the tape for it, and, you know, and you're going to leave a legacy behind whether you like it or not. Absolutely. And so w- w- what do you want to leave behind? When you look at this, what are you hoping to see what happens with this business? What happens? What do you want people to say about you 20, 30 years from now well, and the business?
0: If you look on our Walnut River seal, it says honesty, integrity, and pride. And uh, that was chosen for a reason, and we still believe that to this day. Uh, people in our company... We all stand for that and that's really that's really that legacy we'd like to leave yeah uh, that there's no question about anything that we do um, so in the community try to support local uh, try to support uh, you know be, we get a ton of requests for things and we look and see is it a, is it something good and is it something local and if th- those are our two big criteria and we have a, a limit, of course, but those are those things that we try to help give back to the community because there's a community that helped us be, you know, successful to where we're at now. So we want this community to be, community to be better than what we grew up in. And you know, listening to some some of your old podcasts there, uh, like Boy Scouts, leave that campsite yeah. better. And my yeah. son's in Scouts. So leave the place better than you found Absolutely.
1: It, right? and, and that is, I think... I was just. I'm glad that you brought that up because I was going to say that you were triggering that in my mind. I mean, that is. I think the one obligation that we all have. I think. I think that is the reason why we're here to create yeah. businesses to do whatever we do. Whatever you do, um, it's For to sure. make the place better than you and found it.
0: This is so much better of a Wichita than what I grew up. Oh in Oh my as God! A kid. Yeah, you know? you know, I would not have walked downtown at night. Yep. Uh, at all, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could drag Douglas. Yep. But. Yeah, you got to be yeah, careful. You,
1: you know, you think about that where the Larkspur is, and that you kind yeah. of turn around on Douglas, and you yeah. turn up that where heroes and all that is now right, abandoned buildings. Oh yeah, and, yeah. You didn't you, want to you walk, didn't down walk down there. there. Nope. You know, and it does. It speaks volumes to the intentionality, right? I mean, right. That, the intentionality of making the place better than you found it, suspending the belief on how things are going to get it done, taking that risk, adding value, all of those things. I see that in your business. I see that in you. It's exciting. And you're right. You know, I was driving up uh, Douglas just the other day, and we were coming back. And the intentionality of, like, they're putting the – I forgot about uh, – I kind of remember reading something about the the plants. Have you seen all, the, like, the, the potted plants and everything? Oh, yeah. That? And how that just changes it, everything. The feel. Absolutely. And I, and it struck me. when I was, I was like, wow, this place looks so much different than it did 30 years ago. You yeah. know? I mean, and, and it's all to towards – uh, attributed to attentionality,
0: right? Absolutely. You see, you see that people care. Yeah. They care enough to to plant something, to keep it up, to keep watering it. Yeah. And we care about our city. I really see Wichita has stepped up in the last decade for sure. Yeah. So. Well, I love it. What you got? Kids? You said nine? Nope. Eleven. Sorry, that's a throwback. Yeah. Uh, Eleven, and now thirteen. <laughs> So, so they're getting up there. Are yeah. you
1: hoping? Do you see a little entrepreneurial bug in them? Or are you hoping to kind of pass some of that I, knowledge? Do on? Do you together? see
0: in one of them? So we'll wait and see what yeah. happens. Yeah, but uh, yeah, for now they're just able to be kids, and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. There's right? nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, very cool. How? What? It, as we kind of wrap up, uh, a couple of things I want to find out is your leadership mindset. Do you see yourself as a leader? Are you in, 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 and are you intentional about your leadership I guess? development?
0: Yeah. Well, we're a leader, whether we want to be or not yeah, I love you. Um, I love that answer yeah. and so you can you you can lead bad things or good things, but um so the answer is i mean, yes, we're a leader, but we try to lead by example um and we are as we've grown we we've grown from what two people, just Rick and i to Rick and Travis and I. And then to it's about 40 people now Yeah, in six years. And so we have to become uh, much more than what we were. We have to grow ourselves. And so there are places that I lack in leadership that I'm trying to learn, trying to men- get with another mentor and then mentor some of our people as well. Because as we move up, we create those holes and we need people that can fill those. So... Um, there's actually a gal that uh, used to work with me at a previous job and and I saw that diamond in the rough and we offered her a position and uh, she came with us to the brewery in El Dorado um, and then now she's um, an assistant general manager at the poorhouse and she's doing great and she probably didn't see that in herself when you were first hired right right? you know when we first started talking in fact I think even in our interview um, she had lost her dad early on and, and I almost kind of felt like a dad to her to some degree. And then so it kind of, it really makes me proud to see her doing as well as she is doing now. I so. love that. I love, again,
1: the intentionality. And you said something there that is, it's worth mentioning is when you're on this journey, this entrepreneurial journey, at some point, you've got to, every entrepreneur I've talked to, at some point, they got to realize, oh, wait a second, there's more than just about, product, That's right. location, <laughs> marketing, capital, cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get myself right and become a better leader. That's right. Every successful entrepreneur has that moment, mm-hmm. and it sounds like you're doing that, you, and you say, yeah, I got to fix. And at the same time, you're fixing yourself. You're
0: setting an example for those at the same That's time, right? right? Well, because there's a handoff. There, there. is a handoff. Uh, right? Coming, and, and whether you want to or not, we are all called upon once to die. <laughs> That's right. And so um, – there's gonna be a handoff and I I would like that handoff to be as smooth as possible and I want them to be a lot better than I was. I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And I I wanna help them so that they don't make those same mistakes. Right. So I love it, man. I love that the fact that you are not working at a place of ego.
1: I've I've talked to a lot of leaders and entrepreneurs who are so encapsulated with their ego. Right. Yeah. That it's about them and their personality. I see this level of authenticity in you, this vulnerability in you, which it, yeah. which, which denotes a lot of strength. And I, I don't know what your other partners are like, but I think if the three of you are kind of working in that space, I think you guys are well on your way to be have a long run.
0: Yeah, and they're pretty good guys. Yeah. So yeah,
1: very cool. What what's next? What are, what are you excited to oh, for in the future? What's, what's well, down the pike?
0: Um, always more products, more new beers, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of growth as far as our geographical footprint. We are looking at another state. Um, can't talk about that one just yet, but perhaps later this year. And, uh, really just still want to focus on our, on our drive at home. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of ground left to till right sure. here in Wichita. So absolutely. Um, but yeah. And, and of course. What you think you're going to do, you, you never know. That may change completely. <laughs> right. Everybody so. always says, I never, that's what's always exciting about it is like you,
1: you plan on going here, you end up here and you never thought you were going to be there, but it was still a fun ride. And, it's and sometimes it's better
0: than worse. Scary thought. as hell. Scary as hell. Yeah. You time. take that jump and you're knitting your parachute on the way down yeah. and w- we are knitting like yeah. hell. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, well, I think that's the key
1: is, is you have to believe at some point it's going to catch some wind yeah. and it's going to deploy, Absolutely. right? That's you have right. to believe that. That's right. Right? Yeah. So,
0: it's still working. still going there. Very
1: cool, man. Well, oh. how can people get in touch with you, learn more about your beers, uh, get in touch, maybe buy some of your beer? How can they well, get in touch with um,
0: you? Well, social media is a great way at the Walnut River Brew or on Facebook um, and also with Poorhouse House ICT. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would tell you to go to our website. We're redoing that right now. So you'll get a little information on walnutriverbrewing.com, but uh, you won't get a ton of information. Uh, I don't even. I don't even think Travis is on the website yet, and he's been with us for like five years. So uh, we've been a little busy doing other things. So we we probably should get that updated. But uh, yeah, very cool. Well, BJ, thanks for coming on the show. I, re- I I really am a fan
1: of your beer, Irish Red War Beard. Got it sitting in my hand right now. I'm going to finish this off when we're stopping recording. But man, it's been so much fun to have you come on the show and, and to meet you. I look forward to staying in touch with you. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, sir. Hey, thanks for listening to this special entrepreneurial and leadership series of Dose of Leadership brought to you by my friends at Equity Bank. Make sure you, to subscribe to Dose of Leadership where you can hear more great stories in this unique and special series. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take a listen to all of my Dose of Leadership podcasts all of my episodes and see why Fortune, Entrepreneur, and Inc. Magazine all recommend this as a must listen. Dose of Leadership features candid conversations with amazing guests, leading high-performing experts and organizations large and small all over the world find dose of leadership on itunes google play and stitcher and go ahead and visit doseofleadership.com where you can find out more information about the show myself my speaking engagements my keynotes live seminars and my mastermind events thanks for tuning in and have a great day